Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's Michael C. Bouchard, the host of the Night Stalker podcast. This is episode number 87, and we are going to name this Zeta Reticuli. Uh, for most of you who aren't aware, um, Zeta Reticuli is a um, double binary uh, star in the uh, a small constellation of known as reticulum. The reason I bring this up is it appears in several different uh, versions of USO, UFOs, extraterrestrials, um, the Barney and uh, Betty Hill abduction in uh, September of uh, 61. It also appears in um, Project, uh, the government project Aquarius of 53 and uh, it's also mentioned by um, Baba Bob Lazar uh, the individual who in 1988 um, brought about the uh, Area 51 um, phenomenon We'll talk a little bit about each one. The first one, Project Aquarius, is kind of a really um, interesting uh, government project. After the Roswell crash in um, 47, the government had been so concerned about unidentified flying objects extraterrestrial to be quite quite exact um, they came up with a lot of different project project uh, grudge uh, blue book Aquarius uh, gleam just a just a whole bunch of uh, projects in an attempt to identify unidentified flying objects however most of these during that time, you know, right after World War II, all the way up to the 70s, really had to do with uh, the suspicions of <clears throat> other countries coming up with high, higher uh, technology and development of more sophisticated aircrafts, war aircrafts, you know, weaponry. Um, but the interesting thing about Project Aquarius, and <clears throat> this is this is you know, the 47 crash of Roswell. Let's just get a, go and do some of that shit first. Um, now think about it this way. Let's let's you know I'm a, I'm a facts guy, statistics guy. I do a lot of investigation, a lot of interviewing, and <clears throat> I get a lot of a lot of little red flags pop up when when um, I think people are pulling bullshit. Uh, so we have this crash in New Mexico, Roswell, in 1947. At that time, the government was having concerns about um, Russia's advance in weaponry and possibly nuclear uh, development. So what they wanted to do is, a, under Project Mogul, they wanted to um, develop some type of aircraft uh, which could get over into an area where with sonar or radar do, do its thing without 
without the uh, use of mechanical uh, or machinery that could be picked up by sonar or radar by the Russians. And they had made a lot of a lot of these crafts, you know, kind of ba basically working off the <coughs> the Hindenburg concept. Um, I looked at the debris that I saw from several pictures uh, that were taken from Roswell. I did not notice or identify anything that would look like a spaceship. Difference between a spaceship and an aircraft, and this is where people <coughs> made a lot of mistakes and they didn't catch themselves when they wrote these uh, fictionary uh, reports and stuff. Aircraft is something that flies within within the atmosphere, you know, in the air. Spacecraft outside of the atmosphere, where there is no atmosphere, basically. So always look at those two words because those are key giveaways. Um, so <coughs> this thing crashes crashes in uh, 47. I looked at it. I'm thinking there's no debris there that even looks similar to a uh, sim anything similar to any type of spacecraft or anything that could go outside of the atmosphere or gravity without being completely destroyed. So to me, no, it was not a spacecraft. Um, how it got associated with uh, Area 51 is kind of unusual because 51 wasn't uh, <clears throat> didn't start to be the construction on Area 51 didn't start until 54. So <clears throat> you know that's a that's a that's a long lead time. That's almost a an eight year lead time. Well, wh where the hell did you keep this spaceship and these dead people? Uh, these dead extraterrestrials. You didn't because they, they never they never happened. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm a naysayer, but I base it on fact. Uh, there was some really weird, some really weird postulation of what these, uh, at least one of these um, extraterrestrials were like. This, um, and this is how this is how the rumor mill starts, and, and it drives me out of my mind <coughs> that the the aircraft that crashed at Roswell in '47. There were dead bodies, apparently, associated with this. The Russians had taken Russian children and had modified them so that they looked like aliens. And that's what was recovered in the site. Bullshit. <clears throat> because once you did an autopsy, you would immediately figure out that it wasn't a alien. So that's another one of those bullshit stories. Uh, more interesting ones. So remember the timeline between 47, 54 construction, Area 51 completed in uh, 55. So where were these bodies? Where were these uh, spaceships hidden? They weren't because they didn't exist. It was an army guy, uh, just a guy's a, a, um, a story to. Um, deflect real reason why 51 was built. 51 was built <coughs> simply as a uh, military uh, 
experimental base for aircraft, which could extend beyond 60,000 feet, <clears throat> which confused a lot of the commercial uh, aircraft pilots who saw these things saying, oh my god, it must be a UFO because it's, you know, 20,000 feet over our uh, capability. So I get all that shit. Project Aquarius, 1953, five years later. Uh, the U.S. government claims that they had recovered a, <clears throat> a damaged spacecraft in, in the deserts of Utah, and it was actually a live, uh, I don't know what we would call it, aliens, I don't even know if that's politically correct, aliens, extraterrestrial, whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, and they had taken this um, being to a facility and had, um, I guess, kept them there. I would say kidnapped because, I mean, if you don't let them go, you're kidnapping the little bastard. I mean, who the hell knows? Maybe some, somebody came down another spaceship was looking for him. Uh, they named him EB, EBE, EB. Well, what most people don't realize that really translates to extraterrestrial biological entity. Now, while the decade that EB was supposed to be detained by the U.S. government, it says that he had. Now he couldn't talk, mind you. <laughs> so they were drawing pictures back and forth. Okay, you know, you would figure within ten years we would be able to figure out. Let's make some hand signs. Let's figure out some shit. No, not the U.S. government. So, which further defrays from the possibility that this thing actually ever existed. Um, but it was mentioned that he had, and I, I had read this long uh, report, this like six-page report from uh, Project Aquarius, one of the, uh, some of the uh, Freedom of Information Act documents taken. Uh, I read it. What a sack of shit. Um, there's not, there's nothing, nothing viable in it except for. An Alice in Wonderland story, but okay. So let's say we have E.B. running around doing his E.T. thing, right? The memo says that he had taught us a whole bunch of things to technologically advance us. Well, I mean, honestly, if he had, do you think we would still be in the you know technologically uh, primitive decade that we're in? I mean, I know we don't think we're in a, a primitive decade of technology, but uh, things were moving real f much faster in the earlier part of the century. Mechanically, anyway. So, my first question is, okay, well, if, this, if, if uh, E.T. had taught us all this shit, why hadn't he taught us how to fly the damn spacecraft? I mean, we had, we're supposed to have all these damn spacecrafts, and why do they always crash in the desert? Do you ever think of that? It's kind of like crop circles. You know those crop circles never happen anywhere except where there's crops and shit like that? Why? Why do UFOs always crash in the desert? You know why? It's convenient. It's desolate, it's convenient, it makes a good story. Good reason why nobody would find anything, yada, 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 but it's all crap. It doesn't really exist. Um, so why didn't he teach us to fly one of these these nine crafts, like Bob uh, Lazar said we had at Area 51? You know why? Because there was no EB. There's no spacecrafts. And all these people that are telling you that crap do you think the government, do you think the government, if we had one of these things, would let anybody know about this? No. Look what the government does and we don't know about. 
Do you think you would really know if there was a, a spacecraft? No, you wouldn't. They wouldn't tell you. And if they did tell you, they'd whack you. Just like this Majestic 12. You know, and I'm going to do another episode on Bob Lazar just to shred his ass up a little more uh, and put um, George Knapp, George Norrie, and uh, Jeremy Cobell right on the right on the fire. Uh, just a just a bunch of car salesmen. Okay, so so where does this guy, where does this EB say he he's from? Zeta Reticuli. He's from the planet, a planet in the Zeta Reticuli system, which is Reticulum. Okay. Well, let's 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 put this into a. Well, let's go on a little farther. 1961, New Hampshire. September of 61, to be more precise. Barney and Betty Hill report that between September 9th and September 10th of 1961, they were abducted by <coughs> some type of biological entities, extraterrestrial biological entities to be exact. Um, they were taken aboard a spacecraft. Uh, Betty Hill famously drew a star map from memory in 1964 under psychohypnosis. The map supposedly showed that the, uh, the sky as seen from a planet orbiting the star Zeta Reticuli, from which the alien abductors had arrived. Well, okay, another bullshit story. Because let me let me let me tell you. Let me give you a little. Oh, and Zeta Reticuli also uh, shows up in uh, uh, Bob Lazar's uh, story of. Um, it shows up in Planet. It shows up in Project Aquarius. It shows up in. Uh, Betty and Barney Hill, Hill's um, claim of being abducted. It shows up in um, Bob Lazar's uh, whistleblowing on Area 51. However, what they forget to tell you, yeah, and they forget to tell you for a reason. In 2002, the constellation Reticulum, which Zeta Reticuli, a double binary star, <coughs> is located in, we shot a infrared wavelength of 25 UMs into this constellation and there were no signs of extrasolar planets or any planetoid formations. Okay, so say we missed one. Like in Project uh, Serpo, which basically states that there are, which is another, another theory from a crazy person, that there are existing planets in religious, astronomical, paranormal, and all other kind of things that exist that we're not aware of. No, it's not. No, there's not. In 2007, the Spitzer Space Telescope shot a wavelength, an infrared wavelength, of 70 UMs into this constellation reticulum, which picked up absolutely no 
signs of planets, anything. So not only does this Zeta Reticuli is only a binary double star found in a constellation reticulum. It is, there are no planets in there. There's never going to be any planets in there unless something explodes and cools off real fast. So all this horse crap that has to do with Zeta Reticuli is basically a failed ideology of, you know, no, aliens don't come from there. If they're there, I mean, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's, I mean, besides the, you know, ET and this and that, um, no, there are no, there are, there are no uh, aliens flying around. There are no, uh, um, beings that are coming from Zeta Reticuli because Zeta Reticuli is uh, a constellation with no planets. As far as these three things, what I think happened was after, uh, in 1953, after Project, um, after Project uh, Aquarius had reported uh, finding this damaged spacecraft, uh, which remember, the alien, this EB, never taught us how to use it. Now, listen, <clears throat> it might be me, okay? But how do we have all these damaged spacecrafts, right? And the first thing we don't ask this, this alien dude is, how do we start one of these things? How do we fly it? I mean, my question would be, what, what button do we push that will blow everything up? I mean, that, that's my thing, you know. I mean, where, where's the phasers in this thing, you know? Uh, even the Robinson had lasers. Um, you know, lost in space. Uh, <clears throat> so, why why wouldn't we have asked them all these questions? <clears throat> Second, what do we feed them? I mean, what do aliens eat? I mean, they said ten. Uh, you know, there was a there was. Excuse me, I'm opening a bottle of Diet Pepsi, and I'm not promoting Diet Pepsi, but <clears throat> I'm kind of addicted to this crap. So. You see what I'm saying? Why why haven't we asked this extraterrestrial biological entity? How do we start this thing, man? How do we fly it? You know, we, we didn't think of asking that yet. We yeah, you know why we didn't ask him that? Because he wasn't there. So fifty three Zeta Reticuli, okay? Now Betty Hill draws this figure a picture of Zeta Reticuli saying this is what she remembers, where she was. <clears throat> How the hell do you know where you were? How did you mentally put in place in 1964, three years after this, where all the stars were? You didn't. You looked at a book, or you you, you, you read up on the on EB or the Project Aquarius, and, and you drew your picture off of that memory. You know? And by the way, there was a uh, an interesting story put out about that. <clears throat> if you want to read it, it's called the uh, Zeta Reticuli Incident. Uh, I, if, if you get a chance, do a quick read of it. Um, so, 
So now it's going from 53 to 61 with the hills. It, can, it continues to pop up zeta reticuli all the way up to uh, uh, Bob Lazar, who's claiming that it, he was told it came from zeta reticuli. Well, who told you? And how the hell do they know it is? If you have an empty spacecraft with nobody in it, or presumably the aliens are all deceased, who's going to tell you where the hell it came from? Nobody. You know why? Because it didn't happen. Area 51 is just a testing ground for this, that, and the other thing. The government would never allow any type of access, even by a dirt roadway, to get into a place like that. So, with that being said, that's the story of Zeta Reticuli, and every time it pops up in a paranormal, extraterrestrial uh, story, article, movie, um, podcasts, and you hear it, just remember Zeta Reticuli has no planets, extrasolar planets, nothing, because it was hit with 70 UMs of uh, <coughs> infrared, <coughs> excuse me, infrared light that uh, the wavelength is under red, which everything over we see by human eye, everything under we can't. Uh, we couldn't see it by human eye, we couldn't see it uh, with a high-powered uh, infrared uh, wavelength that's under, under, way under our human eyesight, so no, there are no planets there, so whatever they're talking about, I don't know. Well, this is the end of episode number 87. I'm Michael C. Bouchard, the host of the Night Stalker podcast, and I will see you the next episode, which will be 88. Not sure what that'll be, but I'm sure it'll be something unusual because those are the things I usually talk about. Until then, remember, when you're walking in the woods, especially when it's dark, and you hear things coming up from behind you or from the side of you or maybe directly in front of you, first ask yourself the question, what the hell are you doing in the woods when it's dark in the first place?